0: The head of the Defense Subcommittee of the U.S. House Committee on Appropriations, Ken Calvert, is in Taiwan leading a congressional delegation with five other representatives. They will be here for just two days, but are scheduled to meet with President Tsai Ing-wen, National Security Council Security General Willington, Ku, and Minister of Foreign Affairs Joseph Wu. Together they will discuss the strengthening of bilateral security cooperation and trade. The delegation comes amid strong support for Taiwan in the U.S., but also amid questionable comments from former U.S. National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien. The former official was quoted in article on news website Semaphore as saying that the U.S. would destroy Taiwan's semiconductor industry before letting it be ca- captured by China. He added that letting China control plants owned by TSMC would allow Beijing to control the world economy, which is why the U.S. would never let those factories fall into Chinese hands. According to a report by Taiwan's Central News Agency, O'Brien has since changed his tune, saying that only Chinese leader Xi Jinping wants to destroy Taiwan. The official is also reported to have said that the claims that the U.S. poses a threat to Taiwan are Chinese propaganda. Vice President Lai ching on Wednesday registered his candidacy in the DPP's presidential primary. He is widely expected to be the only candidate in the primary, meaning he will very likely be the party's presidential nominee. After registering his candidacy at the DPP headquarters, Lai said he hoped to get an opportunity to lead the country. He said he hoped to boost the economy, protect democracy, strengthen Taiwan's defenses, and maintain peace.
1: Accompanied by former Pingdong County Commissioner Pan Mong An, Vice President Lai Qingde headed to the DPP headquarters on Wednesday to hand in a $5 NT registration fee. He is now fully registered as a candidate in the DPP's presidential primary. Today I, am...
2: Today, I am signing up for the DPP presidential primary with a determined heart. I hope I can win the support of my comrades as well as the people of Taiwan.
1: Moments before his registration, reports have surfaced that Honduras is considering breaking ties with Taiwan to recognize Beijing, Lai commented on China's constant attempts to erode Taiwan's diplomatic ties.
3: Taiwan
2: Taiwan is located in a key spot along the first island chain in the Indo-Pacific. We are hit directly by China's threats and its unscrupulous attempts to suppress our diplomatic space. China also threatens with a 2 faced strategy of placation and intimidation. We must be united. I would like to have an opportunity to lead the country and unite our people. Let's work together to boost our economy, to protect our democracy, and to strengthen our national defense and to maintain peace.
1: As a baseball fan and with the World Baseball Classic still ongoing, Lai said the people of Taiwan were like a team, Team
3: Taiwan.
2: We are all Team Taiwan. Let's support Taiwan and work hard together to make Taiwan be the MVP of democracies.
1: This will be Lighting the second time running in the DPP's presidential primary. Unlike in 2019, when he was up against President Tsai Ing-wen, this time he is almost certain to get the nomination. With registration for the primary ending on Friday and no other candidates yet registered, it's looking like sure victory.
0: The Speaker of Penghu Council Liu Chen zhao and two others have been detained for allegedly pocketing bribery for staffing and acting in the benefit of illegal builders. After a whistleblower filed a complaint against Liu Chen on Monday, the Agency Against Corruption conducted searches and questioned 15 officials at the county government, including Liu Chen. On Tuesday evening, the court approved a motion to detain the three suspects. Let's hear from the chief prosecutors.
1: The speaker, the defendant surname Chen, and the defendant surname Sun were suspected of pocketing 360,000 NT as bribery for staffing on top of 150000 NT for budgeting at the county's Public Transport Management Office. The speaker is also suspected of acting in the benefit of constructors of illegal structures so that they continue to enjoy the illegal benefits of running water and electricity. The court has determined that the defendants in question are suspected of violating the provisions under Article 5, Paragraph 1, Subparagraph 3 of the Anti-Corruption Act for accepting bribery, as well as the provisions under Article 6, Paragraph 1, subparagraph 4 of the same act on public officials seeking to gain illegal benefits from a function under his control or supervision. Of the defendants, the Speaker and Chen have been strongly suspected for their crimes and have been transferred to detention.
0: The incident mainly occurred during former commissioner Lai Fongwei's term. The incumbent Chen Guangfu said he will respect the prosecution procedures. The main suspect KMT's Liu Chen has served as county council speaker for six consecutive terms, the longest of any local legislative speaker in Taiwan's history. Prior to the latest scandal, she has never lost an election in her 41-year career in politics. Starting April 1st, drivers for ride-hailing apps will have a dedicated section to pick up passengers at Taipei Songshan Airport. This is to meet demand during peak hours and cater to travelers who may not have enough cash for regular meter taxis. The move has met backlash from registered taxi drivers who say the move will cause them to lose passengers. Transport Minister Wang Guocai urged airport officials to communicate with the drivers so they understand and accept the decision.
2: A worker paints new parking lines outside Taipei Songshan Airport. Starting April first, a trial will launch so that drivers from ride-hailing apps can pick up passengers at the airport. The move is hoped to cater to passengers that may not have enough cash in hand to pay for regular meter taxis and to meet demands during peak hours.
1: Yes, it'll be so much more convenient. It's great to have the extra option. Of course it'll affect us. We come to our shifts ready to serve passengers. But these other drivers come in and ruin it for us. It's unfair, but there's nothing we can do. The government's made their decision, and of course we will complain. We have to register and get approval if we want to pick up passengers here, but they don't have to. They don't need to apply for anything, and they can come in and get work just like that. It does leave a bad taste in our mouths.
2: Drivers of regular Taxis are crying foul. They say they're required to abide by strict regulations that ride-hailing app drivers don't have to follow. For example, their vehicles cannot be more than six years old, they must wear a uniform, and the car interior must be kept clean. They also have to pay a fee of 500 NT every three years. They say allowing ride-hailing app drivers in poses a threat to their livelihoods.
1: Uh All of a sudden, others come in and take the driver's business. I think regarding this, the Civil Aeronautics Administration and Songshan Airport must communicate better so that everyone can agree to this new plan.
2: Transport Minister Wang Guocai urged for clearer communication with registered taxi drivers so that they
0: understand how the decision was reached. Wealth of historical artifacts has been dug up in Tainan as a side effect of a city project to put its railway lines underground. Work has started in the oldest part of the city, unearthing lots of exciting historical finds. Officials say the finds will slow down the completion of the project, pushing it back to the end of 2025 at the earliest. But archaeologists are delighted at the wide variety of historical artifacts coming to light. They plan to dig down further to find more layers of Tainan's heritage.
1: The controversy surrounding plans to put railway tracks underground ended in a win for the project. But now construction workers have a new surprise on their hands. They've dug up 19 separate sites of archaeological interest.
2: The construction teams in Tainan keep digging up historical relics. It will take time to appraise them, and there's still discussion to be had about the value of preserving these sites, but they have already have a big impact on the schedule for the project. They unearthed earthenware used to refine sugar, but before Japanese administration introduced Western methods of sugar production to Taiwan, basically the Han Chinese people here were using this equipment to refine sugar.
1: The Railway Bureau has commissioned these archaeologists to help excavate the finds. There are many layers of artifacts left here by past residents of Tainan's old city. The project will dig down at least 15 meters, and experts still can't predict what more might still be on Earth. That includes
2: They've unearthed things like the earthenware used for sugar refining and the city walls. Moving forward, important decisions will have to be made on determining their value as historical artifacts and on how to exhibit them.
1: The finds still need to be authenticated by archaeological institutions so that experts can decide if and how they should be preserved. As for the railway project, which was originally scheduled to wrap up by the end of 2024, the opening date has been pushed back by at least one year.
0: Tech giant Honghai on Wednesday announced good news to investors. The company posted a net profit of 141.48 billion NT in 2022, a yearly increase of 2 percent and a record high, with earnings per share at 10.21 NT. The company has decided to give out a cash dividend of 5.3 NT per share, the highest figure since getting listed in 1991. The company says that its performance this year will be quite similar to last year. However, the company is estimated to bear a blow of about 100 million U.S. due to the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank in the U.S. The U.S. government has said it will protect the rights and interests of depositors associated with the bank to limit systemic risk. Health Insurance Administration on Wednesday released its annual report on the most profitable hospitals in Taiwan in 2022. Linkou Changgong Memorial Hospital topped the list for the sixth year in a row, having made a profit of 3.479 billion NT. Two newcomers to the top five earners were National Chenggong University Hospital and Yida Hospital, while National Taiwan University Hospital fell to number eight.
1: On Tuesday, Chang Gung Memorial Hospital opened the 700 million NT state-of-the-art surgery training center. According to the latest data from the National Health Insurance Administration, the hospital was for the sixth year in a row the most profitable in Taiwan. According to data from
2: 2021, the biggest earner was Chang Gung Memorial Hospital and the second was Kaohsiung Gung Memorial Hospital.
1: During 2021, Lingkou Chang'e Memorial Hospital made a profit of 3.479 billion NT. In second place was Kaohsiung Chang'e Memorial Hospital with 3.263 billion NT in profits. The third was China Medical University Hospital with 2.353 billion NT. The two Changgung Memorial Hospitals, however, had made less money than the year before.
2: Linco Changgung Memorial Hospital and Kaohsiung Changgung Memorial Hospital made about 800 to 900 million NT less. From the financial reports, it's mostly due to less income from their stock investments.
1: The fourth and fifth most profitable hospitals were National Chenggong University Hospital and Ida Hospital, with profits of 1.737 billion NT and 1.389 billion NT, respectively. That's the first time they make it to the top five. National Taiwan University Hospital fell from the top 5 to number 8, having made 1.107 billion NT.
2: Ida Hospital and National Chenggong University Hospital made more from their non medical income streams than in
3: 2020.
2: Seeing each hospital's overall gains or losses is great, but we have to further get a grasp on the state of the profits from medical services. What the general public wants to know is how to interpret these financial reports. They want to know how fairly the funds were distributed at each level and in each area.
1: Meanwhile, Tucheng Changgeng Memorial Hospital made the biggest losses, followed by the also recently established National Taiwan University Cancer Center. The third biggest loser was Mado Shinlo Hospital.
0: Taipei Zoo has opened up a new outdoor enclosure that affords the best view ever for its koalas. Previously, zoo-goers could only watch the cute marsupials from behind the glass panel. Now you can watch them up close from every angle and with no reflections. The new enclosure will only be open on weekdays to prevent undue stress on the animals on busy days. The zoo reminds visitors to keep their voices low in the vicinity to not disturb the koalas, as they have a very sensitive sense of hearing. And as always, no feeding or touching is allowed. Taiwan's pet industry is going from strength to strength. The demand for pet trainers and experts is booming. Today, we meet 29-year-old Laya, a pet trainer who specializes in teaching dogs tricks. She posts training videos online as well as visiting dogs at their homes to tutor them in tricks. Her charges learn how to play sports as well as put on a dramatic show. Today, we're going to meet some of her students.
3: Four year old Xiaobao lands a slam dunk and hangs on the hoop, showing off.
0: Hello. Hello.
3: Hello. 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 It can crawl forward three meters like a Navy SEAL, and its acting chops are off the charts, falling down dead when it's shot. And it's mastered the popular nose in a ring move.
0: <coughs>
3: of course, the dog's performances are motivated by hope of a reward.
1: <coughs>
3: but not all doggos are as amenable to training as Xiaobao. Coffee and cream color Bobo starts jumping up and down as it's given a command, while the bouncy golden retriever Bola gazes cluelessly at the trainer, then dives in for a cuddle.
4: <laughs>
3: to understand a dog's world, of course, you have to watch them carefully and develop a bond. But 29 year old trainer Leah has also made an extensive study of the literature and copious notes in an effort to understand every tiny gesture of the canine world. I think I think you have to really love dogs, and then
1: you can be super patient. You also need to be perceptive, like you said. And empathizing with them is also the most important thing. You need to be able to understand your dog. Training has to be a collaboration
3: between human and dog. If just one of you is working hard and not the other, it will be much harder. Making a living out of her passion for the four-legged, Leah has transitioned from a career as an internet model to a new life as a pet trainer. Her old earnings were 100,000 to 200,000 NT a month, and now she's making just half of that. But, she says, she couldn't be happier than she is making a living hanging out with her furry friends.
0: An exhibition in Taoyuan is showing off the unusual technique of a late-blooming artist. After a career as a metal worker, Cheng Wenxiong decided to get serious about his art in his 50s. He invented his own techniques of pastel rubbing, which, is, which he teaches at school and older adult centers across the city. Now his works and art by his students is on show at the Civil Affairs Office of Zhongli District in Taoyuan.
1: Peaceful garden idols and majestic landscapes leap from the wall. These 38 paintings are on show now at the Civil Affairs Office of Zhongli District.
2: We all thought this was a watercolor painting at first, but then the teacher explained that it's actually a pastel rubbing painting.
1: The artist first uses a color pastel to put the foundation on the canvas, then uses his thumb to rub it into a painting, carefully manipulating the strength and direction of the rubbing. (laughs) Chen Wenxiong works deftly on a piece of paper, creating a painting with his fingers in just a few minutes. His first career was as a metal worker, and for many years, art was just a hobby but he got serious about art in his 50s. And now, as a septuagenarian, his rubbing art is garnering great praise. He invented the technique himself.
2: There was a time when I thought that was my lot in life. I didn't want to paint or mess around with art anymore. I went back to my metal workshop, but then I got a phone call asking if I could be at Trenchow High School the next morning at 8 a.m. to teach painting.
1: Chen's life has turned over a new chapter, with art at the center. The former craftsperson is now invited to give art lectures in schools and regularly teaches painting to older adults at local community centers. This exhibition was organized in conjunction with students at Zhongli Elder College to show off how simple media can be used with creativity.
0: With the weather getting warmer, many flowers are blooming in different parts of Taiwan. If we have a fondness of roses, check out the Taipei Rose Festival in Taipei's Xinshen Park. The festival features over 800 varieties from all over the world. On weekends, there will also be a series of activities and vendors for visitors to enjoy. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in to see the highlights
4: the taipei rose garden is the largest rose garden in taipei there are a total of six exhibition areas this year on the weekends there will also be food trucks and vendors there are roses in a variety of colors like red pink orange white and even green the 2023 taipei rose festival is back in action at xin park many visitors say they spent hours here strolling through the large garden to take photos of the beautiful roses
1: I come here often to take pictures because I like flowers. Every time I take pictures, I'll take a picture of one flower and then another and keep taking more photos. I won't drink or eat for five or six hours. You don't have other places with so many rose varieties. They are really beautiful. Every location is very good for taking pictures, but you must first find the location and good lighting. You can also take beautiful pictures with your mobile phone.
4: This year's festival features a total of six exhibition areas with more than 800 varieties and 5,000 pots of roses. Visitors can enjoy live music as they stroll through the garden. There are also chairs and tables for people to rest and enjoy some afternoon tea.
1: I like pink roses. They are very beautiful. I saw two just now and they smell very nice this year's flowers are very lush. We are all very happy. I visited with a group of friends. My favorite rose color is bright pink.
4: The Taipei Rose Festival will be held till March 31st at Xingshen Park in Taipei. On the weekends, there will also be a series of activities and food trucks at the venue. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Guo Hai in Taipei.